whether you want to have it or not, whether you believe you do or not, once you reach that certain status, regardless of what genre you fall into, you have a platform of people that you are influencing. So when you don't behave appropriately, it has lasting impacts on the people that are following your music and the people that are influenced by what you say and do. And that is kind of what helps the, the culture as a whole start to improve and start to change behaviors. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. So just a little transparency, this episode is going to be a little bit of a freestyle. I didn't do a lot of prep and the topics that we're going to go over aren't really areas that I like to dive into deeply, partly because it's mostly around like celebrities and the things that they do in their life. And the last thing that I want to make is this podcast about like what's the latest thing that celebrities are doing. However... There is something to be said about the impact and the influence that celebrities have on the average American. You know, they have a large platform. So obviously they're going to have a large fan base and they're going to have a lot of people that change their behavior based off of what they do or what they say and and how they do things. So on this particular episode, I wanted to dive in at because pop culture and, and celebrities have a large impact on, you know, conversations that happen with your friends, with your loved ones, uh, co-workers and such. So on this particular episode, we're going to talk about R. Kelly, Kevin Hart, Bill Cosby, and just the impact and influence celebrities have over the black community and why so many people within that community are so quick to rush through their aid when they're just completely in the wrong. Um, On this episode, I'm going to be sitting with Brie Wilson, again, my best friend, the love of my life, the producer of this podcast, uh, but just someone I trust to have this conversation with candidly and and can uh, provide some insight, not just from you know, being my partner, but also some of her shared experience in this. Hope you enjoy. All right. So, Bree, I, I like I said in, in my opening, this isn't something that I normally do or like just I, I don't really care to dive into like, oh, what's the latest celebrity haps? What's going on? What this person said? Who said this when they said that? Like, I don't really care about any of that. Like that just, you know, I'm just not one of those people where. You know, what the latest tweet from a celebrity or the latest actions of a celebrity has no impact uh, in my life. Um, but I think within these areas, all of these things, there's there's a common theme about how when black people find a celebrity that they love has done something wrong, they are very quick to not believe what they hear you know they're very even if the evidence stacks up against that particular person you know they're very quick to side with that celebrity because they have something near and dear in their heart that they hold you know so i i think that's a problem that particularly plagues all people but i think it's a larger problem within the black community because we don't have a lot of celebrities out there that have a lot of mainstream attention and you know, when it does happen, black people are very, very quick to just turn a blind eye to what's what's going on. What what do you what's your opinion in regards to all of that? 
So um, my opinion on it is that uh, there's there's a reason uh, behind a lot of it. Um, I think uh, let's let's take uh, Bill Cosby for instance. Um, so his situation um, to me, um, and I, I've gotten into a lot of arguments and debates on Facebook, Instagram, and in person with people um, over it. Um, but his situation was very cut and dry. Um, there were uh, court cases. Um, there was testimony. There was documentation. Um, there was actual uh, an actual confession um, about him um, admitting to uh, drugging women um, to have sex with them. Um, yet uh, when uh, a lot of people in the black community heard about it, uh, they didn't have all the facts and um, they kind of looked at it like, oh, well, this is this is uh, Cliff Huxtable. Right. And he's incapable of doing something like that. And one of the things that um, always bothered me about that situation in particular, um, and actually, I guess it pertains to um, the others with like uh, Kevin Hart and um, and R. Kelly, um, people don't seem to be able to separate the art from the artist. I agree. They they can't um, separate that um, Bill Cosby is not Cliff Huxtable. They are two different people. One is a character on a TV show, and the other is a, the actual person. And the fact that um, all of these people are entertainers, um, the image that they put out to the public is not necessarily who they really are as a person. Right. So we don't actually know who the real person is. Right. I think that that speaks to what tends to happen in a lot of these situations, you know, so like taking one by one, um, you know, I don't want to dive into all the facts behind each individual case. We're not, that's the one thing that we're not here to do is to litigate whether or not the people were wrong. I guess we are to some degree to litigate, but, you know, I don't want to turn this into a debate, but just how we further the conversation of when an accuser comes forward, we believe them or we give them some credibility and to investigate what's really going on instead of the writing them off completely. So the R. Kelly situation, you know, it's 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 one of those things like we you and I are a little bit older than, you know, some that are coming of age now. And we remember when R. Kelly married Aaliyah. Right. And what was she, 15? Right. That was 95, I think. Yeah. Early 90s. Yeah. You know, so we are, you know, we're 20 plus years later and nothing has happened to R. Kelly. And all of a sudden, it's this thing that is being thrust back into the spotlight. And it's like, but this was 20 years in the making. Like, this is something that people, particularly within the black community, knew about and still got behind this man. And still, you know, not even just, you know, his fan base, but also other artists, uh, Jay-Z, you know, all of the other artists that, that you know, the Isleys, all of these other artists that worked with him very closely and uh, knew that he was prone to this type of behavior turned a complete blind eye into what he was doing and how he was preying on people at a young age. And it just it, it just speaks to like how we 
don't know how to separate the person from you know their list of accomplishments or the things that we like about them like their actions are still their actions that doesn't change them because on a cd they sound like this or in a movie they said this or you know in a tv show they said this and i think you know like you speak to that there needs to be a separation of you know what yeah you are funny on tv i like that album that you did but you're you're a rapist dude like right <laughs> you're still a rapist um, you know, I, uh, another, another thing about it that, um, this is just my personal theory, um, is that we also, as a people, we, um, we want to see each other succeed and we want to see, um, you know, black people, you know, get to, uh, Bill Cosby status, R. Kelly, R. Kelly status, and, you know, uh, be successful and be, you know, the greatest of, of all time and this and and that. And because we want to see people succeed and we don't see it as often as we should, when they do get to a high status, when they do become, you know, um, extremely successful, we, we don't want to take anything away from them. We want to make it so that they're almost like untouchable. And because we we do stuff like that, it's like when they do something wrong, it's almost like we don't want to acknowledge it. Right. Because then you are knocking them down off of that pedestal that we put them on. And it, it's to me, it's like a um it's like a thing where, you know, you see all of these white people and their successes and we kind of have a tendency to be like, well, what about us? Right. Like, you know, like we we're good at this, too. We, we can be the greatest in this, too. And then as soon as, you know, the person messes up or does something wrong or in, the, in these cases or in some of these cases illegal, then it's like, oh, no, 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 don't. We don't want to talk about that because. Okay, now they're not as successful as right, they wanted right, them to be. Right, right, You speak to that, you know, like this almost bitterness that exists with black people once they reach a certain status. Um, we feel like they should have been there a long time ago, especially right. within, you know, certain black circles. Because, you know, I, I look at the Kevin Hart situation. A lot of now, you know, to be fair, I'm not equating Kevin Hart's homophobic things that he said on Twitter to R. Kelly and Bill Cosby preying on people. Oh, yeah. But there is a comparison to be made as to how quickly, you know, he didn't own up to what he said and how people defended him to the same way R. Kelly and Bill Cosby didn't own up to what they've done and how people have defended them. And I, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I, I think you speak to some bitterness that exists within the black community that, you know, we want more representation, especially, you know, once they reach a certain status. But I think it's also our obligation to make sure that they comport themselves appropriately once they reach that status. I think we turned a blind eye so quickly just because we want some, to keep someone there that it almost ends up hurting our cause because we don't want to hold those people accountable. You know, I'll give you a perfect example of that. Kevin Spacey. No one has heard of Kevin Spacey at all since his little, I think actually he's going, he's on trial um, about possibly about to go to jail. But like that one situation where he was outed for something that he did inappropriately with, uh, I can't remember the actor, but at the time he was a young boy. Um, 
And, you know, he reportedly said Kevin Spacey basically tried to prey on him in a movie set. Ever since then, you know, Kevin Spacey was fired from House of Cards. He, all of his, basically all of his acting roles completely disappeared. You know, I don't know if this is a same conversation that happens within like white circles or within the white community, but from all appearances, they completely shunned Kevin Spacey. This isn't happening within black circles. Like that same thing is just not happening with people like R. Kelly and with people like Bill Cosby. You know, and I think that that's that's the problem. It's, you know, you can want people to reach a certain status, but you also have to make sure that they deserve to maintain that status once they get there. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, a lot of the times it seems like um, when it is a uh, white actor or white entertainer, um, at least through the media, um, it seems like... Um, once everything comes out um, about whatever it is that they have done wrong, um, they get cut off. Right. They are Immediately. Like, yeah, they're like, uh, I'll give you a, a perfect example. Like we, we take Kevin Spacey and his situation. It seemed like Kevin Spacey fell off the face of the earth. Right. Like um, he got fired from the House of Cards and then his um, his co-star, she came out and was like, basically, um, me and Kevin Spacey really weren't friends. Um, I just came to work and did my job and he did his job. It, it was like she instantly distanced herself right. from him. It was just like cold shoulder. Whereas... With R. Kelly, for instance, his situation with Aaliyah, um, with the, the sex tape, all these things came out. They are proven to be true. There was a huge uproar against his accusers, and um, it seemed almost like there were more people coming out for him than against him. Right. And even now to this day with this Lifetime series out, I keep on hearing reports about, you know, how he, you know, he was out in the club the other night celebrating his birthday and and, um, you know, all these people were cheering for him. And and then there's people going to concerts and his concerts are selling out and audience members are yelling for him to pee on them. Like, wow, that yeah. is disgusting. Like, are you serious? This this type of stuff right here is ridiculous in our community. And it seems like that type of outcome doesn't really take place when it comes to like the the white actors that are are being accused of things. You don't see these huge masses of of um white people like no, Kevin Spacey didn't do that. You're right. like you you just don't see it. And honestly like I feel like um we we tend to go into this well you know white people getting away with this and white people are doing this so you know it why is it a big deal when black people do it that's not the point like that's absolutely not the point and right. they are two separate issues honestly so when someone does something wrong they need to be held accountable for it period it shouldn't be a a, a comparison of okay well what about when this white person did it no why can't we just address the fact that's in front of us that, OK, this person right here, this person is being accused of this and go off of that. 
And I, I think you, you know, not to make this a, like a what white people are doing versus what black people are doing type of uh, talk. But I think you, you know, you you hit a, the nail on the head when it comes to, you know, we want the same recognition and, and the same status as, you know, the majority population. But we don't want to hold our people accountable in the same manner. Right. And we don't want to. Um, you know, give make them take a back seat when they should rightfully take a back seat, you know, in some of these uh, situations. You know, so I, I think that's just one of the larger problems with how we as a community respond to situations when we hold a celebrity and, you know, in a person of status that's near and dear to our heart, you know, and that's 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 kind of the situation with the whole Kevin Hart thing. And, you know, to be fair to Kevin Hart and to be fair to his fan base, his family and everything, um, what he said doesn't even come close to R. Kelly or Bill Cosby levels. Right. It's not about what he uh, we're not comparing, you know, not, I'm not I'm not here to compare what he did versus what they did. However, there is a comparison to be said about the response within the community for both situations. You know, so Kevin Hart was, you know, found to have said once he was uh, picked to host Oscars, he was found to have um, said tons of different things and homophobic slurs on uh, Twitter. And, you know, a few days after it came out, he refused to apologize. He put out this whole video saying that they basically they were just jokes and, you know, basically PC culture has gotten to a point where he can't say stuff like that anymore. And it wasn't until he received tons of backlash for that, that he decided to actually apologize and then uh, quit for being the host of the Oscars. And it's just... You know, the response has been such a, well, Kevin Hart did nothing wrong. You know, nothing he said in that situation was wrong. He shouldn't have had to apologize. He's comedian. He was just telling jokes. Within all of these topics, there's, you know, we could break it down into a number of different facets. You know, with the R. Kelly thing, you could break it down into, and Bill Cosby, you know, people not just not believing women when they cry out for help. And, you know, with the Kevin Hart situation, it's, you know, people particularly comedians who think that they can just say anything and claim jokes. But at the end of the day, what you did was wrong. You know, what you said was categorizing people as bad because they're gay or, you know, you're, you know, one of the things he mentioned was how he wishes his son never grows up to be gay. And if he finds he's going to, I think this was one of the jokes was if he finds out his son uh, ends up playing with a dollhouse, he's going to break the dollhouse over his head. Like, you know, so you're basically saying that being gay is wrong, that being gay is is bad. It's 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 such... And it's just like, like, dude, apologize for it. You know, regardless if you meant it as a joke or not, doesn't sound like you did, but regardless of that, what you said was hurtful and hateful. And apologize. Once you get to a certain status... It's your obligation to maintain yourself appropriately to maintain that status in our eyes. Otherwise, we shouldn't be throwing our money at you and we shouldn't be throwing our support behind you. 
Right. I think it all um, honestly boils down to accountability. We have to have, um, one, we have to have accountability for ourselves. And um, two, we have to have accountability for others. Um, we have to hold people accountable. Because the honestly, like it seems like the outcome of not holding um, people accountable, whether or whether it's a celebrity or whether it's somebody, you know, in your everyday life, whether it's somebody at your job or a friend or, or whatever the situation or the case may be, once you don't hold this person accountable for their bad behavior, they are going to take it as, okay, well, there's no problem here. So I'm going to keep doing it, which is exactly what happened in all three of those cases. Right. No one held them accountable. There was no type of negative punishment um, for uh, their bad behavior. Therefore, they kept doing it. And, um, you know, um, in some cases, uh this behavior is dangerous right. and, you know, it's harmful to other people. So you really are, um, you, you're hurting everybody in the end. And I, I think you, you know, you speak to that, you know, influence of celebrities and people of status on, you know, everyday folks. You know, we follow their lives so religiously. We follow what they do, what they say. We mimic their behaviors. We retell their jokes. We sing their songs. You know, we share the clips of, you know, the Cosby's all the time. And it's what they do and how they've entertained us way so influential on our lives that when they don't comport themselves appropriately, it's almost like we have a duty to, you know, say, no, no, no. Like you, you need to hold yourselves appropriately because everyone is watching, you know, you whether you want to have it or not, whether you believe you do or not, once you reach that certain status, regardless of what genre you fall into, you have a platform of people that you are influencing. So when you don't behave appropriately, it has lasting impacts on the people that are following your music and the people that are influenced by what you say and do. And that is kind of what helps the, the culture as a whole start to improve and start to change behaviors. You know, one of the things that's been the longest time in the black community has made it okay to, you know, make those gay jokes and to, you know, calling someone gay was a, a form of insult within the black community. You know, calling someone a fag or, you know, all the other um, slurs when it comes to homophobia was a thing in the black community. It was normal. And, you know, it only starts to not be normal when we decide to hold other people accountable for 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 doing it and for saying it. And that doesn't happen if celebrities and people of status are still doing it in mainstream and presenting it as if it's normal. You know, the, the funny thing about that is that I, I think that people tend to um, feel like they aren't that impressionable and they're not they're not so easily swayed by celebrities and, um, you know, people at a quote unquote higher status than than we are. But we kind of are. I mean, if you if you think about just simple things like just how, for instance, look at look at rap lyrics, for for instance, how 
there was a point when, you know, when rap came out, there was no um, bitches and and this and hoes and blah, 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 blah. Right. Then we got to a point where women were just referred to as bitches on the on a normal basis in rap music. Yeah. So now when you are talking to your friends out on the street, you call somebody bitches and hoes and this and that. It's normal. Yeah. It's normal to you. And that not to say that it came from rap music, but there there are certain things in our lives that influence us and and normalize our behavior. Right. So if it's not checked and it keeps on going on, then, you know, even though it's it's the celebrity on TV doing it or the celebrity in the movies or on the radio, um, we internalize it and think that it's OK. And when we think it's OK, then it becomes part of our norm. And to be fair, I think there is there is a difference between, you know, what someone is saying and doing, you know, and talking about in their music um, versus how they're actually living their full life. Right. You know, so like, you know, because there was always that theme. I, you know, I'm sure you remember Bray back in the early late 80s, early 90s when hip hop was, you know, really starting to to break into mainstream that these lyrics are dangerous, they're gangsters, they're going to kill everybody, they're influencing the kids. I think there is a difference between the content that is being put on a record, for example, you know, specifically since you brought up hip hop and how, you know, language is presented within that versus our everyday language with each other. And I think that I think there is a balance in how we categorize entertainment versus how we categorize living your everyday life. And I think, you know, that's just a deeper dive into, you know, a part of the problem. I know what you're saying. Um, I, I just think there's a difference between how we allow ourselves to be influenced by someone living their life versus receiving something as just entertainment. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, and I agree. And I think that one of the issues is that, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, is that we have a problem separating entertainment right. from reality. Yeah. You know, and when when we're dealing with something that is entertainment, like the the music, the the movies, the the acting, all of that, there's a purpose behind it. You know, um, there's there's a purpose um, to the lyrics like there. These people are doing these things to make money. They're doing them to make money. They're also being, um, in a lot of cases, controlled by other people as to what goes out, what we hear and what we see. And it isn't necessarily reality. But to us, we perceive it as reality. And in turn, we look at it like, okay, well, you know, oh, I can relate to this. And once you get to a point where, oh, you feel like you can relate to it, then it becomes part of your reality. And I, I, I feel like I feel like one of the problems that we have is that we really just can't separate the two. Like this this stuff is is for entertainment purposes. These people are entertainers. Their their lives that we see. Um, is to bring some type of 
enjoyment to us in some way. And we're not actually seeing who the real person is. Hmm. So because we're not seeing who the real person is, when we see how they actually behave in real life, instead of holding them accountable for their behavior, instead of looking at what they've actually done and saying, oh, wow, you know, that wasn't right. They shouldn't have done that. Um, we, we automatically go to um, the image that we've been shown for so-and-so years on in the movies or, you know, in the comedy show or in the music. We, we go to that person mm. and not the real person. I think there is a um, this is a, a continuing conversation that I hope a lot of people start having um, and seeing the influence of celebrities and the influence that we also have on celebrities and demanding that they hold themselves to a certain level and being able to separate the entertainer versus the person that's living their life. This is something that I really think that a lot of you should take back to your communities Take back to your network of friends, your family, and start to have these conversations about um, the power of a celebrity and the influence that they wield. Can I? I just, I just want to add real quickly. Um, I think that um, people feel like uh, they're not necessarily as influenced as we're making it seem sometimes. Um, uh, but if you think. And I hate to to keep on going back to R. Kelly, but he kind of is a perfect example of it. If you think about the way everything happened with him and is still happening now, um, think about conversations. And I know that a lot of you out there have had conversations with friends or coworkers about this whole situation. Think about how the conversation has gone, because I have had multiple conversations um, with people and it instantly turns to you know um, well look at the look at the girls like look at how they were acting look at what mm. they did and da, da 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 and it actually kind of shows you the um the way that people think when it comes to certain subject matters um and because of that you you see how for instance women are viewed and how we're treated or how how young black girls are treated and how they're viewed. And that's how that's how you connect the two. That's how uh, you can um, see how the celebrities life um, affects our everyday lives, because we actually we, we can look at what they're doing. We have an opinion of what they're doing and then we live accordingly i i don't know if that makes sense but absolutely you know what i mean like then like you look at r kelly's situation and you say oh you know look at look at what he's done but then you can go to your own life and be like okay how how have i seen um young black girls treated how do my friends treat young black girls how my how my male family members treat like it, it it all comes back to your actual life and your actual reality right they're absolutely all connected and we need to view it that way i think that's a, another episode um and another conversation we need to dive into just the victimization of women and uh, people who fall prey to 
not just celebrities, but just anyone and how we instantly go to blame the victim, mostly the women, for uh, something that they may have done wrong um, right. in that situation. But I think that's another conversation for another episode. Um, thank you for sitting with me, Bree, and having this conversation. Again, I, I hope everyone takes this back to their network and continue this conversation and dialogue, not about like, oh my God, I can't believe R. Kelly did this, or I can't believe Bill Cosby said this, or I can't believe Kevin Hart tweeted this, but how we're responding, how we uh, take that information in and what we do with it from there. Um, thanks again, Bree. You're welcome. All right, so uh, again, another special thanks to Bree. She always comes through with uh, dropping some knowledge and a great conversation for everybody. Um, again, make sure you are rating on iTunes. Um, if you have any questions, if you have any input, ideas, or just thoughts you want to share about this episode or any of my previous episodes, uh, email me at realtalk at salazcorner.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Salas Corner. Until next time, peace, y'all.